I'm Mindy Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, the layperson's guide to enjoying music's benefits. What you heard right at the beginning was a quick clip of the drumline from the highly ranked Green Brigade Marching Band of the University of North Texas. We are talking today about the college drumline and its integral role in football game spirit. Our guest today is UNT Director of Athletic Bands, Professor Daniel Cook. Thank you so much for joining us today, Daniel. Oh, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to, to talk to you today. For many Americans, the clip I played right at the beginning is the sound of fall. Mixed with colliding helmets and crowds cheering and the rest of the marching band. We're giving a little extra attention to the drum line today. The marching band, and specifically the drum line, bring an energy, school spirit, and game mood to the college football experience. Talk to us a little bit about the role of the drum line throughout the game day experience, starting with pregame entertainment for fans and tailgaters. How does the drum line build excitement before the game even starts? Well, the first thing is um, <laughs> I'd like to, to sort of make an analogy to something that you and I were talking about just before this uh, official interview began, mm-hmm. which is can you imagine a game day without any sort of music, that heartbeat of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are times, particularly when a player is injured, for example, that uh, the stadium is just silent, right? Paying respect mm-hmm. to that injured player. Mm-hmm. But the reason I bring that up is because the atmosphere is just so different when the stadium is quiet versus when the stadium is brimming with energy and excitement. And a lot of that is brought about by the band playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you mentioned, we have just a spectacular drum line. They work really, really hard and they play really, really well. And the drum line is really critical for the band to function at a high level. And so they are, in essence, sort of the heart of our organization, the core of our organization, and allows us to, to bring our best and foremost spirit to the game day environment. Mm-hmm. Um, we love them and they're critical. And in addition to serving in that role, they also provide cadences and street beats uh, sort of as an accompanying role to when we travel, when we march around the stadium, or even just in the game when the full band isn't playing and they have sort of a solo of their own. Um, I just can't underscore enough how critical they are and what a great job the members do. Mm-hmm. Well, the Green Brigade is very highly ranked. Why don't you go ahead and brag on your marching band a little? Tell us about their talent <laughs> and accomplishments. Well, um, I will say that the University of North Texas College of Music is one of the biggest in the world. Uh-huh. And I, I hope I cite my statistics right. I think it's the biggest college in North America or at least the states. Um, and so as a result, we're blessed to have just a whole lot of really talented players in the band. As of right now, we have 427 members all wow. said and done. And I believe about three quarters of them are music majors as well. Mm-hmm. So interested in either teaching or performing music for a living. So wow. um, it's, you know, they're, they're wonderful students anyway, but I think there's a little bit of extra oomph given that so many of them are majors that they've already decided at this point to dedicate their life to, to this profession and to do it through the, the marching arts is a, a particularly niche activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just bring a tremendous amount of uh, talent and skill and work ethic to what they do. And as a result, I think our productions are, are pretty stellar. Mm-hmm. I did read that UNT is home to the largest school of music in the country. And it's obvious when the band plays is what the quote <laughs> said. 
You know, it's funny. We just did uh, an event at a local high school called Sounds of the Stadium. It's toward the end of September each year where um, all of the high schools in the Denton um, ISD get together and they play a little exhibition for each other just to get some feedback and interaction. And uh, the Green Brigade always goes as sort of a guest ensemble to close out the night, you know, a big, large band for the festivities. And it's funny, right, because the drumline cadences everybody onto the field and everybody's in their opening set. And they put their horns up and they played this first note of a Chuck Mangione chart, um, a legend of the one-eyed sailor that was arranged for us. Mm-hmm. And you should have seen the stadium because we just, we blew it away. Ah. <laughs> the sound was just so huge and you could see all around the stadium. You know, everybody was sort of just chit-chatting with each other between the shows uh, of the different groups. And <laughs> the stadium just fell silent and everybody turned forward because uh, we just blew them out of the water. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, very, very cool. Now, close to 430 members. That sounds really big. How does that compare to other marching bands in the country? Is it one of the biggest? Uh, I would say that it is one of the biggest. Um, this is a little anecdotal. I, I don't have any of the data. Mm-hmm. There are some other really large marching bands scattered around. Um, I think of my alma mater, Georgia, where when I was a student, I think we marched 450. And I think Florida State is similar. And maybe Michigan is similar. Okay. Um, but but I would say sort of anecdotally that it probably is one of the largest. I don't think it is the largest, mm-hmm. but it's, it's certainly up there um, mm-hmm. as far as size, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I saw the Green Brigade described as the largest spirit organization at UNT and that it embodies the spirit and pride of the University of North Texas. And I thought that was kind of a cool way of summing up what they provide. And certainly at games, that's they're a big part of building that spirit and that excitement. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, you know, I think that's evidenced. If for no other reason, just the amount of work that these students put in, just for Green Brigade rehearsal, we rehearse two hours every other day, plus, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, plus we have a rehearsal on Saturdays before games, plus the drumline and the color guard have their own sectionals, uh, usually on Sundays, maybe some other times. Um, And that's just the rehearsal that they put in as an ensemble, right, all together. That doesn't count time that they're practicing on their own or doing stuff in their sections Mm -hmm. or, you know, other ensembles that they're involved in. So Mm -hmm. just, you know, just the sheer amount of time these students are putting in, you know, because they love band and they love the university, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's humbling in and of itself that you've got 430 and change people just of a like mind for a similar purpose Mm -hmm. doing this for these reasons. Yeah, that's impressive. So the kids who are in the drum line, are a lot of them going on to become band conductors or are they going out into all different kinds of vocations? They're doing all sorts of different things, but all related to music. Mm-hmm. Many of them will go into public schools and be teaching either bands or drum lines of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, in Texas, it's relatively common for high schools to hire someone who's a percussion specialist just to come work with their drum lines. Because, you know, instructing drum percussion in general, is just, it's so different than working with, you know, wind instruments. It's, it's a completely different way of producing sound. Um, and so as a result, it, it requires a little bit of specialized instruction that honestly not all band directors are versed in because mm-hmm. the vocabulary and the skills are just different. Sure. Um, anyway, so I say all that because a lot of those students will go out and be teaching high school drum lines or independent drum lines of their own. Mm -hmm. Many will also become band directors, you know, be employed by the districts working Mm -hmm. in the schools as a band director. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of them will go and gig, you know, just put together sort of a independent lifestyle of, 
teaching lessons and Mm -hmm. playing at different venues. So I think it's a pretty diverse life that they get themselves into uh, graduating UNT with a a performance or education degree. Mm -hmm. Mm. Neat. Well, that means it's big shoes for you to fill when you're working with this many talented musicians. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I take it really (laughs) seriously with the drumline and everybody. Um, I conceive of it sort of in this way, right? So a lot of these students grew up and they took lessons and they were in band in middle school and high school. And now they're here in my band at the college level. They're playing in Green Brigade. Maybe they're also playing in the Wind Ensemble, which is the concert ensemble I conduct. And what I think about is this. For most of these students, being with me is the last formal instruction that they will get in an ensemble setting before they're off teaching students of their own. Mm. Um, So, you know, when conceived that way, that's why I take it, you know, really seriously and I'm humbled by it because whatever impression or whatever instruction I give them, you know, this is what they're leaving with. And of course, you know, they have their private teachers and they're studying history and music theory and all these other things too. But Mm -hmm. playing in an ensemble is really formative particularly when you're going to go teach an ensemble. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really important that the feedback that I'm giving them is critical, not just to help them perform really well here, but also good material that they could take to their future students, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, effective teaching tools or effective rehearsal strategies. Uh So it's, yeah, it's, it's just so important. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll full disclosure here. I do not take in a lot of sporting events. So If there are other listeners like me, can you kind of fill in a little bit on all the different ways that the drumline does build excitement? My understanding is that they play before the game even starts for fans and tailgaters. Is that right? Yeah. So why don't, how about the best way is I'll sort of walk you through an average day if you're playing snare drum in the drumline, right? So if we've got an evening game, your day's probably going to start at 1 or 2 p.m., something like that, uh, when you're getting to school and you start pulling your drum out, and one of the first things they do usually is they warm up in sections. Even before the band starts, usually the drum line is already doing their own thing. That's pretty typical for them. So they're just doing basic warm-up exercises, getting their hands moving, getting the blood flowing, and developing a sense of ensemble sound. Mm-hmm. So maybe they do that for a little while, and then they'll come to the stadium, and they'll rehearse with the band for about an hour. And we do a run-through of our pregame show and our halftime show, and maybe some of the stance tunes we'll play, you know, just sort of mm-hmm. to get the group in the right mindset and reviewing all that we practiced mm-hmm. throughout the week. And then the next thing that they do, oh, sorry if you hear that music in the background. My That's colleague right. is, is playing some, some music. So the next thing they do is they do a march for the football team. So basically they line up sort of in like a little tunnel set, right? Two lines that the football team is going to walk through. And then they're playing and cadencing and cheering and like, literally drumming up excitement as um, the team is walking through. And so there's Mm -hmm. thousands of fans scattered all around the concourse of the stadium. They're playing. It's exciting. It's, you know, super hyped up. So the team comes through and then they get a bite to eat. Right. Very important. (laughs) And um, then we do a really long march around the entire stadium. So the drum line is leading the band and they're playing the street beat, very similar to the one that we heard at the beginning of of this interview and maybe at the end as well. So they're playing something like that. They call it a street beat or a cadence and they're literally walking around the whole stadium. And so this there's is thousands before the game has even started. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. It's a full day before the game even starts. Yeah. So, you know, we're passing through tailgaters, we're passing through 
sports like little venues or you know pods of people um and so everybody's cheering and um getting excited as the band comes around and then the march ends with our pregame show and the drumline leads this as well so the drumline goes to like the back of the field and they cadence onto the field and we play you know typical things for a college game day so the alma mater the fight song Mm -hmm. we do a beautiful rendition of america the beautiful with like fireworks and cannons and all this and and they make the shape of texas on the field like in in their formations right um you know we have huge like 30 foot by 60 foot flags right it's a whole production wow so they do that, right? They get off, and the game still has not even started at this point. <laughs> okay. So they go up into the stands. We play for the quarters, right? So in between downs, uh-huh. we're playing cheers and cadences and uh, pop tune transcription, something like this. Mm. Uh, we do the halftime show, which is great. And, you know, I think people are sort of familiar with what that yeah. might be. We return to the stands, play more ferociously for the rest of the game, <laughs> And then we finish the game by playing a couple of tunes that are really special to us. The alma mater, the fight song, and uh, a setting of You'll Never Walk Alone from Carousel. To oh, sort of, yeah. I yeah, saw that. Exactly. It's kind of special mm-hmm. to UNT, right? That's right. And it's it's sort of just kind of for the band and for maybe the student alumni particularly. You know, it, it develops that feeling of family and camaraderie that... Mm win or lose, rain or shine, good day or bad mm. day, we always close the day playing that song. Mm. And it reminds the group that even though it's an ensemble of 400, and even though there have been tens of thousands of students in Green Brigade over the, the decades, it's still one family for one purpose. Mm. So it's it's very sentimental to the group. Yeah, so, I imagine. So that was a little bit of a long-winded answer, but that's, no, that's, that's sort of a typical day of what it looks like to be playing uh, in the drumline at Green Brigade. Yeah, now I want to go to a game just to watch the marching band in action. <laughs> it's super fun, yeah. <laughs> very cool. Uh, well, I ask every guest for what I call an improv, an experiment, or try this at home that will enhance listeners' lives with music. Do you have an improv to suggest today? Yeah. So we were talking about this just a little while ago, and my thought became that maybe people don't always understand the context of the repertoire that they're listening to, whether they're at a college game day or when they attend a concert of any variety, whether it be classical or rock or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so what I would suggest to people as they go and observe all of these musical units and all these students that work so hard, what I'd suggest is just take a few minutes and Google on your phone or look in the program about the repertoire that they're playing, about the composers that wrote it, when it was written, why it was written, and the context of the piece. Because I think it would give listeners, audiences, just a lot of insight into the musical process. This is front of mind because I just conducted a concert here uh, with the concert group, the wind ensemble that I do. And and I wonder sometimes that Western art music, you know, classical music, as you might conceive it, is a little bit off-putting to people because maybe it's, you know, doesn't connect as well or maybe not as engaging as, frankly, something like a college drumline would be. Anybody can get behind, you know, fun beats and, and exciting, you know, peppy environment. But by just taking a moment to understand a little bit deeper the repertoire that these students work so hard on by reading notes and reading context, I think that would broaden people's views pretty significantly and um, engage them further in appreciating what these students are working so hard at. Mm, Yeah, great idea. 
How can listeners learn more about your work and the University of North Texas and connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a pretty big media presence, and I'm really pleased about that. There's a few websites that listeners here can go to. The first, which would just be the UNT College of Music webpage. We do, oh gosh, yeah, I wish I knew the statistics, but it's literally thousands of concerts a year that students here are putting on. I heard once from one of our associate deans that there's something like 12 performances a day, every day, all year. Really? And, you know, forgive wow. me if somebody's listening knows the statistics better than me, but it's mm-hmm. just staggering the amount of recitals and concerts these students put on. Mm-hmm. So for Green Brigade, for the Drumline, or for the College of Music at large, I'd suggest if you're anywhere close to DFW, go to our website uh, to check that out. Uh-huh. Um, Green Brigade also has our own website. It's greenbrigade.music.unt.edu, mm-hmm. um, or just Google Green Brigade or or uh, maybe the link will be uh, somewhere below this yes, interview. Yes, I'll, I'll include Great. links in the show notes to Fantastic. that website. Also, the general music website at UNT is music.unt.edu. Perfect. So the Green Brigade has that website, and there um, it's mostly information for students and prospective students, but there's also a little page that we call Sights and Sounds that just has some pictures and a video or two of what Green Brigade does. And last but not least, because I think it's the most populated, is our Facebook webpage. Mm-hmm. You can just search University of North Texas Green Brigade, and it'll pop up with our logo. And it's just a lot of fun things there. It's you know pictures of the students having fun and being engaged in the game. The other day, one of our students who's specifically in charge of social media had made sort of like a time lapse of us rehearsing our drill sets. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun to see like, you know, two hours worth of rehearsal in 20 seconds because you can (laughs) see the shapes like they, you know, they they shape shift super quick because it's in time lapse. That's really fun. I bet. Um, You know, clips of our rehearsals, clips of our shows. And then we also have Instagram and Twitter presence also that's linked to that Facebook page. So um, lots of of web opportunities to connect with us. And then hopefully uh, we get people out to see what we're doing live uh, from that engagement. Yeah. I'll have to check out that Facebook page. I have not done that. That sounds interesting. It's cute, right? Because the students, they just have so much fun and and they love it so much. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, shout out to uh, all the UNT musicians and also to all of you marching bands, drum lines in high schools and in colleges all over the place. We really appreciate how you bring spirit and energy and pride to your schools and to your sporting events. Uh, I ask every guest to end our episode with what I call a coda, a musical ending. Tell us a little bit about the musical ending you'll be sharing with us today. Yeah, you bet. So this is very simply called a street beat. And what you're hearing is what you might hear as the students are cadencing and marching around the stadium prior to the game. So I was describing sort of the flow of activities. Mm -hmm. If you were standing you know, having your burger and, you know, grilling out before the game and the drum line and the band is about to come by. Mm. What you'll hear in this clip is very similar to what you might hear on a game day as they're processing around, uh, getting ready to line up in the stands.
Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. As always, we'll hear from one of you in this listener improv segment. A special thank you goes to listener Carrie, who left this message on the website. Good morning, Mindy. Thanks for the podcast. Your listener a few weeks ago that mentioned the toothbrush song resonated with me. We have a little one who dislikes her teeth being brushed. We have a fun little song we sing over and over, and she's catching on that toothbrushing isn't so bad. She's speech delayed and is even starting to try and sing the song with me. Learning more and more how important music is as we see the ability to connect over music with our children daily in silly and serious ways. Love hearing this. And I also loved that listener improv. I just wished I thought of it when my kids were young. Parenting is such an important and challenging job. It's always encouraging to hear of little ways to make the experience more successful and more enjoyable. Thanks so much for posting, Carrie. I love hearing from listeners. Send me your listener improv, like Carrie, by sharing a practical way you use music to enhance your life or sharing how you especially enjoyed someone else's suggestion. Leave a comment on my website, mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast. Comment on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or send me an email, mindy at mpetersonmusic.com. Until next week, may your life be enhanced with the heartbeat of the stadium and the soundtrack of fall.